episode 84 of the Evil Chief Podcast. I am Colin. This is Stu. Hello. Hello. <laughs> you know I'm what I... Down. I'm down. Stu's <laughs> getting a bit hot there before we start recording. Sorry. Sorry. I am camp. Right? Brandon Cutler needs to all watch good. himself. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What were you just going to say there? I was going to say, I... you know, something I tried to do today and couldn't do, and it was very annoying, is I wanted to watch... Uh, Batman the animated series or Batman Beyond and you just can't no you can't just can't do that used, used to be on Prime but uh that's what I thought that's gone. damn it that was do you know what that show hasn't aged a day though because it was only a couple of years ago I started watching through it again there's some amazing episodes in that show hey there really is it, it's been a while I just took a while you know what I want to watch this internet was all like nah I'll There's find no a way. Two. I'll find a fucking way. <laughs> I wonder who has it though. Is it like Paramount has it now, well, or, or Warner Brothers? Do they have a streaming service? Uh, no. Um, I was looking in there. I believe it's on HBO Max, but that's in America. Ah, right. Okay. And I, is it who owns Paramount? That's what I'm. Or that's what I was on Discovery. That's the one I didn't well. check. Discovery. It's. It must be on there. It has to be on something. Because that's that's Warner. Yeah. It's one of the best animated series ever. Like, Oh, I'd be up there. Um, like, it doesn't matter what age you are, you can sit down and just watch Batman being Batman. Yeah, that was the, the, the great thing about started happening with cartoons in, in that late 90s era. It's like they, they're like matured it up a bit um, where hmm. everyone um, everyone could watch them. Yeah. One of, one of my favorite episodes to this day is that, I can't remember the dude's name, but he's just a random dude and he's having a really bad day and he's on the motorway home from work and a driver pulls in front of him. So he speeds up to him and starts shouting him out the window and the camera turns and it's just Joker and he's just looking absolutely stunned at this guy shouting at him. And you're like, why the fuck's Joker just on a normal motorway driving a car? But uh, it's brilliant. This guy just scared the shit out of Joker. <laughs> so Joker's trying to find out who this guy is. And that's the whole episode. Who was this guy on the motorway shouting at me? Right. It's, it's, it's not on Discovery Plus, but I think Discovery Plus is mostly a bunch of... Is that me, not where you'll find boys trying to find Bigfoot? Yeah. <laughs> they have fifth gear. Remember Ch- Channel 5's shitty top gear? <laughs> I do remember that. I think it's still going. What a shit gear as well. It's like... <laughs> I mean, like anything with any sort of power is going to have at least six, yep. probably seven, probably seven. And you're like, oh, we're in fifth gear. It's like, you're just chugging along there, aren't you? you <laughs> fucking useless bastards. Uh, right. Um, yeah, well, guess we're not watching Batman legally. Oh, um, uh, legally. Yeah, yeah, true, true. So what about games then? Do you want to go first? It's it's funny you should say about not watching things legally because uh, I've not been playing a game legally. <laughs> so <laughs> after being left with no choice, you tried. After being left, with, I tried. Yes, yes, yes. So I have been playing uh, an old battle. I don't know why I took a hankering because we were talking about. Were we talking about it or something? I can't even remember. We were talking about it or something. But I thought, geez, I'd love to play some bad company. And obviously, Steam was having its sale. I was like, geez, there's fucking bad company for bad company two. Sorry to be specific, but yes, bad company two, four pound on Steam. Happy days. Fired it up, you know, installed it and all the rest of it. And then it starts asking me for a serial code. And this is all getting very confusing because serial codes obviously came on discs. I didn't buy the game on a disc, yada, yada, yada. And upon doing a lot of research, um, basically couldn't play the game. 
so I had to get a refund. And Steam were obviously well aware of this because they gave me my refund back in about like six minutes. Like there was no mm-hmm. faff about six minutes later. Like either should refund. Yeah, we'll sell you the game on Origin, but they're looking fifty quid for it. <laughs> what? They're looking fifty quid for Bad Company too. Is it so not? Like, what? Is it not on like the the base EA? What the fuck you get with? Yes, it is. It's also now thirteen years old. You know. EA, come on, you aren't Nintendo. You can't be charging, you know, 50 quid for an old game. Why find your next one? So I obviously had to go down other routes and find a forum where boys were, you know, big fans of this game but weren't willing to pay that type of money and were raging that Steam couldn't give it to them. So I downloaded a version of Bad Company 2, and I thought it was just Bad Company 2, but I've recently found out that all the DLC and everything is on the uh, version I have. And uh, I am now able to sit and play Bad Company 2 online. And I have been enjoying it again because I forgot how much fun that game was. Genuinely. And uh, player base is still good and healthy. Um, I'm very cr- I'm very crap at it like most Battlefields. I am really shit. Because obviously these are boys who've been probably playing this since day dot. And there are snipers everywhere, but I don't care. I'm still running around with my M60 in the middle of open fields and having the time of my life. So, yeah. It's... <laughs> The, 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 you look at some things that are in that game and what isn't in the new like so I, I don't want to go into India too heavily but obviously we played about a 2042 and Indeed. the biggest thing we always had was trying to spawn where you wanted to spawn yeah imagine just being able to pick it from a list <laughs> I know. You know imagine that imagine, imagine that or imagine just being able to select a soldier and the game not sit and go, oh, he's in combat, and he's sitting there healing himself. You know, it's, even if you're in combat in this game, the game will go, ah, you're taking a risk, there you go, and you spawn into getting shot at. But, you know, you're a big boy, you can make that decision if you want. But it's just some wee subtle things that it, it's mad to think they're not there anymore. And I'm not just talking about the spawning things, even the ease of the ease of getting around a map. Because obviously, again, 2042, it's new machines and all the rest of it. The maps are fucking massive sometimes. And getting from A to B can be a long-winded process only to get sniped. You can get anywhere in Bad Company 2 within, I don't know, 30, 40 seconds. Yeah. Like, I think that's the thing, Battlefield. Obviously, everyone loves the big maps and, you know, the chaos Mm. and the explosions and all. But I don't think making a bigger map makes that any bigger just sort of spreads it all apart yeah it, spread, it, it spreads out the hot zones and then you just have mm. to you, you spend a lot of time running between them because everyone yeah group up at certain whereas uh, if you only have 32 players you have one hot zone and it's just constantly hot the whole game so you're just spawning in having the time of your life and there's yeah. no there's no fucking grappling hooks for snipers to sit up in the arse end of nowhere there's no spawn beacons either you know you have to spawn on your team and by the end of a game, any buildings in the map will be flattened. In height, the idea of, all right, we're going to do characters. One's going to have a grand. All these characters can choose. Did they mm. not think that was going to be a problem? Because it's like, I, ha, have, have you, you can also choose have, any gadget, so you can just give yourself an ammo pack as well. Have you, have you played Battlefield before? It's like, you know, Sniper's going to camp and you're just making that easier. Um, yeah. What do you like? Uh, what do you think the issue is? They like the, the direction. Obviously, they, they want they want 
the big 128. I get that. And you know, make it feel like a wanna... huge big battle. Yeah. The, the most times that when we were playing it, you felt like you were in a huge mad battle was when you were playing not Conquest, but the other one where you had to capture the two points. Because there was only two points, so you had, you know, at least half the team fighting at each point. 128 players just converging on one point. Yeah. yeah. It was a bit of madness, but I think some of the maps, let's be honest, there was a couple of maps we did not enjoy in 2042. Um, I have been fondly going through the map cycle, and the amount of, oh, gee, the amount of maps in Bad Company. That's crazy to think that was what they launched that game with. And like I say, then obviously all the DLC was added into it as well, like Vietnam and all that there. But it's just obviously as things get bigger and more detailed, it takes a lot more work to make a game. I get that. Yeah. But even even looking back at Bad Company, it still looks real. Obviously, I'm not trying to be a dick here, but obviously the PCs back then and even the 360 and the PlayStation is obviously if you put an older game under newer technology, you're just going to be able to make it look crisper and things like that. Yeah. But there's just things about it that look really cool. Now, there's obviously some things people won't like. Like, there's no lion prone. You can only crouch. But I didn't mm. prone much anyway. That's more of a sniper thing anyway, really, is it not? Well, sometimes I will go prone when I'm getting shot and I don't know where I'm getting ah, shot from. True. True. Fair enough. But there's that's one of the big differences. And then the other, the other big, big, big difference is the feel of it. Everything feels really weighty and really heavy. Because obviously they were trying to differentiate this between the, the Call of Duty series, which felt, compared to Battlefield, it probably would have felt very arcadey, you know, freaking yeah. running around high speed at a million miles an hour. I've, I've heard where, that, that those 360 Call of Duty games feel very different now, whereas the, the Call of Duty that you're getting now actually has more of a weighty, slow-down mm. feel to it compared to nuts. Yeah. It's not going to be quite quick, like, but it's definitely, uh, it's definitely going to feel nowhere near what it is now. And then, like I say, with the, the the bad companies, which obviously were sort of, I think they were aimed more at the console, so they were. I think they got a console bad release company, first, yeah, and then you might be right. Yeah, I, I think that was it. Was definitely a big game for the three sixty anyway. Was uh, buying Battlefield series like pure, PC, pure pure PC. Mm. Um. But that's the thing that it's just the weight difference. Even even compared to now, you know, like you've got your double sprint now on twenty forty two, as I would call it. You know, you press your sprint button twice and you're absolutely flying through the oh, map. Yeah, yeah. You know, well that's Where, I, I, I admit that's probably a last ditch effort. Then oh shit, everything's too too spread right. spread out. We better uh, allow you to move. Uh, if you can't get your hands on a vehicle, um, that's the other big difference. Is the the vehicles are. There's none of the selective vehicles. Like, if you want a vehicle, you're going back to home base and you're getting into one. So you are. Um, so you you do you start the game, you just see everybody tearing towards the vehicles, trying to get into them. But I never bothered with it. You know, I was never. I tried flying once, and as soon as I tried to take off, my helicopter ended up upside down. So yeah, that's I decided usually how it goes. From yeah, I didn't want to embarrass <laughs> myself any further. But yeah, I'm I'm really bad at it, but I'm having lots of fun just blowing up buildings and you know wrecking the place and playing ru rush is just a constant thing. And you know, there's servers out there where people have their own rules and things like that, and then there's just guys going you know free for all, have a bit of fun. So it's it's mad to think that a game that's that old has still got I'm not gonna say it's the strongest player base, alright? I'm not don't don't get me <laughs> wrong. But it's healthy enough that you'll still be able to get a game. 
There's no Battlefield 5. There's no Battlefield 5. I think Battlefield 5 is still the biggest Battlefield at the moment. But Bad Company 2 is there for uh, a bit of old school fun. And I have to admit, since EA wouldn't let me buy it, or sorry, since EA wouldn't let me play it. Oh, let you buy it. Yeah, I'll let you buy it, but they won't I'll let you play, play it. it. Yep. Yeah. But, so since EA wouldn't let me play it, uh, I'm very happy to say I've, I've, I've stole it. And that should not that should should not be on Steam if you literally can't play it at all. But I think it's I think that's a thing for not all of them, but I think those older Battlefield games. I think from maybe even three as well might be the same thing. You can buy Battlefield three on Steam, but you cannot play mm. it. So they're all on Game Pass. Three, mm. four, Bad Company, two, one, Jesus, four, Hardline, and five. I wonder, does it have any problem? Well, if they're all on Game Pass, there's no way Microsoft would let that shit fly. Well, you see, uh, the same thing, the same shit happens. Now, the thing you're describing is it tries to, it, it installs EA's thing, doesn't it? From Steam. And you have to install that and then go through that separate thing. The same nah. thing happens for EA games, because... Yeah, I play, played any EA game that I go to play on here. Uh, it's like, oh, you need to install the EA client as well. It's like, well, what the fuck is the point? You putting games on here and then the load mm. up. And, uh, it's just stupid. Origin. Origin. Uh, ah. I don't know if it's still... Is it still? Yeah, because in order to play my stolen Battlefield, I did have to install Origin. I basically trick oh. Origin into thinking I own it. It's just called EA now. Oh, okay. Yep. I tricked EA into thinking I own it, so... That's how it works. And then I added it into my Steam library so I can use controller. <laughs> that's very hard. Yes, I do like that. That's a very cool feature from Steam. You can add non-Steam games into your library and then launch them through Steam so you can play games still using a controller. You just have to you know, set it all up yourself and all, but mm. it's very handy. What about you? So I, for, for some reason, decided I'm going to play all the Castlevania games this year. <laughs> Basically because there is a, I really like that genre of game and there is a shit ton of Castlevania games I have not played. Like there's more I haven't played than, because there is a lot held stuff. There is. Um, but like many of the only ones I have played were the first one and Symphony and like the whole aesthetic of Castlevania and that, that's my steep. Um, so, Wait, so before you started the, sorry to interrupt. Before you started this, so you'd only really played the original and Symphony? To any, any great, you know, degree. Hmm. I'd never, like, I know I've played Super Castlevania. So you never played, like, Rondo or anything? I'd never played Rondo. Oh, you're in for a treat, man. Oh, okay. This is, this is actually very exciting for me because you're going to sit down and play some of, like, the best Castlevanias for the first time. So I'm actually looking forward to hearing your take on these. So I do apologize. I didn't realize you'd never really sat down and played sort of the older Castlevanias before. So this mm. is going to be very cool. So I think I think I might rank them as well. Why not? Why not? If we're going to play them all, may as well. Um, now, when I say play them all, I'm not playing that one. Oh, no, no. To me, that doesn't count. That's not a main <laughs> line. I don't think Konami even... I think they published, but I don't think they even made it. Hang on. Or that uh, Xbox Live Arcade one, because I don't think you can actually play that that's not a no. single player game oh uh, you can play it single player just be tough as balls and the fact that there's nowhere you can actually play it anymore i don't think it's on xbox store it's just no nope. lost the time lost it. you know what though damn good game hey i'm sure if you have it you could probably install it on an x maybe uh, the developers sorry sorry just to interrupt sorry the developers of your castlevania judgment is called it's the word fighting, but it begins with an E, so eating. Eating? 
18. Uh, it is one of the worst reviewed games on the Wii. Oh, okay. <laughs> Walk by. Good job, Konami, publishing that. Sorry to interrupt. Um, well, I've played the first one. I replayed through that fairly recently, so I didn't play that again. You know what the, the first Castlevania is? Just uh, mm-hmm. fucking hard as well. Yep. And uh, you're, you've got... You've got your whip, you upgrade your whip as you go with the things that come out of the candles. And you, you whip the guys and they die. And then you have your sub-weapons. Then you have your hearts, which are your ammo for your sub-weapons. Go through levels, uh, get to Dracula, and then kill Dracula. The end. Yep. So that's that's your first foray through with Simon Belmont. Now, the sequel, which I just finished last. Uh, Simon's Quest. Now, I know this has a reputation. Probably mm. not the best reputation, but I will give the developers this fair play to them for trying to do something vastly different than the first game. Mm. Because uh, there's like the action and and whatnot is familiar enough. You know, you jump the same, you go upstairs the same. Um, that that's fine. But they just added so many like RPG elements into it. Um, so your hearts are now currency. Yep. Um, and Instead of you having one sub weapon and switching them out depending on which one falls out as a pickup, you're buying them or finding them as you go. Um, you can just like you can just use the uh, you know the holy water or whatever, um, mm. and then you're you're buying new whips as you go. Um, so if you die, you're not losing your whip because it does that very, which was a very common thing at the time, late 80s, early 90s. You die, you lose all your power-ups, making it harder. So basically really fucking punishing you for death. Yep. Um, like, <laughs> side-scrolling shooters were wild from that shit. It's like, oh, you died at this really hard part with all these upgrades. Here, try it again with none of those upgrades. See how you get on. <laughs> I just remember Contra doing that a white lot. <laughs> uh, Contra would uh, like all games. I, I was like, I always remember R Type being. It's like you die once. Well, I may as well just start the level over again because that yep. checkpoint is no use to. It. Um, but anyway, yeah, Simon's Quest. Um, yeah, I I like all that RPG stuff and the the towns and why the translation from Japanese to English makes fuck all sense. It just I think it adds a lot of. Um, sort of flavor to Castlevania whereas the first one is like the story's buried there it's it's as I described go through the levels kill Dracula and this one is like uh, Simon since he killed Dracula has been like feeling all fucked up so he has to go find all the parts and bring them together and kill Dracula again it's got a day night cycle um, and then everything gets stronger at night which is cool um, but they you know they give you more hearts when you kill the things. Um, it's not mad to think all those changes were just made to a game that was still on the NES. Yeah. It's, it's the, the amount of mechanics and shit going on in Simon's Quest is really, really cool for it being a, a, a NES game. Um, mm. I know you've got you got towns where there's no enemies talking to people. You're going into buildings to find stuff. Um, and then, you know, you can... Uh, and like later Castlevania games would take on more of these arcs as well but this is yep. this is where the RPG stuff really started you can you level up as well um <clears throat> like the cap is at 6 but as you collect hearts um there's an invisible XP thing going on there where you'll level up and your health bar will get longer um and and stuff like like that um 
I will say that it's a hell of a lot. Like, the combat in that and, and just going through levels is way easier than the first Castlevania. For example, Medusa mm. heads will come straight at <laughs> That's a big... See, th- that is one of the main things, like, you notice is from playing the first one to the second one, there, in the first one, there's a lot more enemies with just weird, awkward movements that are hard to read, whereas in the second one, they tone that down, but the slimes can go fuck themselves in Simon's <laughs> Quest. I don't know if you've ever seen them, we bastards, but, oh, Jesus Christ. They are an absolute nightmare. Uh, they they just sort of bounce towards yep. you, but then yep. they can take a really big jump. Um, I think the idea is you, if they take the big jump, you run towards them. Um, yes. And they, they, so you get underneath the arc. Yeah. Uh, and, and they can just be, it's, they, they'll always do the thing where you'll be fighting something else and they'll start creeping up behind you. Bastard, <laughs> fuck off. You little shit. Um, so I will say I played this with a walkthrough. Um, and the reason for that is, <laughs> and this is the game's reputation, it is ridiculously um, obtuse uh, to play um, does not really give you much instruction on what to do um, there are hints uh, and there's hint books about that, that give you clues on what things you're supposed to do what items you're supposed to get what you're supposed to do with that item what you're supposed to equip to talk to the ferryman to go across the river um, but the problem is is the translation from Japanese is so bad none of it makes any fucking sense uh, so I think if you tried to play this without a walkthrough, you would end up pulling your hair out if you have any. But if you do use a walkthrough to just, in general, tell you where where to go next, um, yeah, I think this is a nice time, and I actually enjoyed it. It's maybe not as uh, not as good as the the first one, um, but yeah, that that would be my ranking so far. It, it was good to see it. It was cool to see in those early days, though that they weren't just churning out. Here's Castlevania 2. It's pretty much the same thing. They went, no, let's try and change this up a little bit. Yeah. That's what I always thought was cool about it. I think that that keeps going with the the Castlevania series. Very Um, much so. Especially, I know, when Yamani Garashi takes over, he was constantly trying to Mm. um, sort of rethink how to add in new new things to to keep it fresh. Um, I have started Castlevania 3, which is pretty much... Castlevania one again, mm. and you and you look at that and you're like, all right, uh, it's still it's fun to play. It's why is it so fucking hard? Did you like look at the first one? And say this isn't enough. We need to people need to, to suffer. But uh, that aside, um, yeah, it's it's it seems more like a step back. It looks better than the other two. There's a lot of detail, like you're saying about the the amount they squeeze. To NASA Castlevania Three, there's a, there's a lot of detail for what they have to work with, um, mm. in in terms of power. You know, uh, you're taking it at what it was at the time. It's an eight bit machine. Yep. And I want to try and judge these on just me playing them now, not being oh, but for the time it was. Nah, like you maybe say that for visuals, you could go for the time. Oh, but yeah. gameplay, gameplay should be always relevant. So. Yep. Um. Obviously, I bypassed Simon's Quest's main problem with its just fucking nonsense um, translation and just obtuse uh, path to take through the the game. But um, yeah, I, I still. So yeah, ranking as it stands, Castlevania One is number one. Castlevania Two is number two. <laughs> Yay! <laughs>
judging from what I'm playing Castlevania 3, that's going to be third. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hope I actually... St- <laughs> you, you, well, can, you can show to me if I... St- do you have... You, you've got the anniversary collections, don't you? I've got the anniversary collection. I've got the advanced collection. And I have Requiem. Um, which oh, co- so you've covers, got all the early days covered. Covers all the early stuff. Um, N64 stuff. I don't know where you'd even get that anymore. You need uh, to get an emulator. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, what I'll be buying. Uh, there's two N64 games. There's two N64 games. Um, there's two PS2 ones. There's two PS2. I've got those. One of them's uh, really good. One of them is not. <laughs> okay. Um, there is, well, three Game Boy about those covered. There are yep. three DS ones. I've managed to get a hold of those. Um, and then there are three, uh, we'll say, mo- mm. uh, but I have those on, on Steam. So, yeah, this this should be due. Though, um, oh, there's also uh, another one on PlayStation 1. Um Oh, the remake, uh, Chronicles. Oh no, was that not PSP? Dracula Chronicles X. It's a remake of Rondo, isn't it? Yes, there's that one, and then there is a remake of Castlevania. Uh... There's a port of one that came out on, I want to say, PC Engine, or it came out. It came out in some obscure fucking console, and they ported it to PlayStation One. Yeah, you're right. Uh... Yeah, Castlevania Chronicles, it's called. Yes, you're right, and I do have that all. Yes, that, that was a port from, was it the Jaguar or something like that? No, it was like the Panasonic 3DO, maybe? I, I, 3DO, you could be right. I knew it's either, it's, I was CD-based, you're right. So it would have been the 3DO, wouldn't have been the, I used to own a 3DO, can you believe it? Where did you get a 3DO? They're, they're, I don't know, that's my crazy fucking dad. They, they were really <laughs> expensive. I... And no offense, but their games were all kind of push crap. Yeah. Uh, um. Oh shit! I forgot as well. The uh, I've got the Game Boy ones to play. I don't know if I'll play those all the way through. Mm. And Kid Dracula. <laughs> that doesn't count. That's that's not even. Oh, come on! Like, have you seen that game? That's not a Castlevania. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but they, isn't that in one of the collections? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's in the collection. <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's official canon by Konami. <laughs> Is that that means anything? It's a, it's there, but yeah, I'd play it for five minutes just for a laugh and go just, what the just fuck to see is what this? it is. Yeah, yeah, just to see what it is. Yeah, Castlevania Chronicle PlayStation. Yeah, no, it wasn't the 3DO. It was the Sharp X sixty eight thousand home computer, which right. I don't think saw the light of day outside of Japan. Ah. Um, right. Yeah, that came out originally in '83, um, and then they put it out in PlayStation in 2001. Yes, I have that on my mini PlayStation. That's why I was actually finally able to play that because by the time that got released on the PlayStation, I, I don't think I was even aware of its presence. Mm. It came out after Symphony as well, and that, that that was a big act to follow. Yeah, it's it's a very very obscure one. Like, mm. um, good I game. Mean, I don't know if that was even. Yeah, but I don't know why why. Why pick that to release it on? They obviously paid a load of money to get this exclusive Castlevania game because obviously Symphony was such a big deal. They were like, right, the next one's going to be exclusive to our machine. Oh, our machine's a pile of crap. Oh, dear. Was this after? No, this was well before Symphony. Ah, but sorry, it didn't get released on the PlayStation until after Symphony. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, this this was long. after uh, Castlevania Four, Super Castlevania Four, um, uh, and it right. came out the same year as Rondo of Blood. Ah, so that's what it was competing with. Another very good was Bloodlines. Um, right, so let's move on to some little bit of game news. Rattle through. They've got a lot of wrestling. Mm, Fuck mm. all has happened. Yeah, it's just all these small stories, really. Something. Do something. Someone do something. Um, Square Enix, if you remember last year, uh, the the CEO, uh, Yosuke Matsuda, um, had that fucking stupid letter where he's like, the future is NFTs. Yep. And that was at the start of 2022. Now, we know all know how 2022 has been for NFTs and uh, cri- crypto in general. And we, yeah, we've been sitting here laughing while everything... Uh, well... Well, Yosuke, he's um, he did an or letter. He's down. <laughs> he's, he's tripling down. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's going to make a an annual tradition of making a fool out of himself. Um, <laughs> every January, you just expect him to send out a letter saying stupid shit. Um, yep. So he's he's saying that ah that uh, blockchain is still the future, even after all the bad shit that happened twenty two. I think it's a good thing because. It'll be it's controversial for a while, and then it just becomes normal, um, which is slightly um, insidious. But uh, yep. yeah, the, this smacks of a guy who took a chance uh, to steer a company in a specific direction, and then watched that fall apart in front of his eyes, and is now being no, no, it's still good, it's still good, it's all right. You're you're stupid, no. <laughs> That's how I read this. It's just a little dirty. It's still good. Yeah. It's still good. Um, yeah, it's kind of sad at this stage watching watching them do yeah. do this. As um, we were saying before we we started recording, it's, like, it's just mad that Square Enix is even able to release games with the ship that they're in. Just all this money that they've basically thrown down the dream with all this NFT shit. And I don't care what anyone says; it has not been successful. And they've yet to actually do something and you you've Mm. seen uh like literally every other uh major game publisher that distance themselves um as soon as they they actually because everyone was talking about nfts blah blah blah, when they were getting their buzz and they had to go i were were interested in that you know shareholders know their dicks that like just know the buzzwords and that uh and then had a look at it and went don't think so (laughs) (laughs) and then even uh you know, fucking Ubisoft actually tried it, and then was like, "Oh Jesus, there's, there's just this, this, this doesn't work." Yeah, they had to close down their department that they set up for it. Yeah, um, but that's it. Like, they're in like Square Enix is such a weird place right now. They they have been launching live games like nobody's business, um, mm. and they have just shut down four after like a year running um uh, some less than a year so the like babylon's fall turned out to be a load of shit and they no closed matter how much they try to convince everyone it was oh i mean they're all like oh season two we're we're forging ahead it's like that one ah. guy playing literally <laughs> one guy playing it's like we're doing it for you we're not we're not even exaggerating <laughs> when we say that there was literally a player base of one at one stage so you had that they had that final fantasy 7 battle royale on mobile that's done mm. um yep on the switch they had chocobo racing which is a kart racer that's done um which i still can't get my head around like 
Yeah, if you want to make I, a I Mario understand. Kart, make a fucking Mario Kart. It doesn't have yeah. to be like a perpetual fucking money pit. Jesus Christ. Um, Fuck. And then a, another mobile game uh, based on their, their Bravely Default um, RPG ah, yeah. series. Uh, so that's getting shut down. So if you're one of the people that bought into this, uh, you know, bought some premium currency and got yourself some skins, fuck you. Mm. That's what Square Enix said. <laughs> They're laughing at you. Square Enix. Thanks said, for the money, like, jump. Oh, your skin's going, ha, 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 look at these fools. <laughs> They're helping me buy me NFTs. Um, so you've got all that going on, but then at the same time, like 2022, Square Enix, they, they've got Final Fantasy XIV, which continues to be the MMO. It is, the, everyone's playing mm. that. Um, they, they released a new Star Ocean last year, Harvestella. Uh, that's Strangers of Paradise. Um, mm-hmm. Triangle Strategy, which is an RPG on Switch, uh, Crisis Core, um, Valkyrie Elysium, which is a follow-up to the Valkyrie Profile games, which were on, I want to say, um, mm. they're doing those pixel remasters, they did uh, Chrono yep. Cross, Radical Dreamer Edition, um, the uh, Live Alive, uh, like, there's, they're releasing like loads of single player games and some of like a weird obscure stuff there uh but at the same time they're acting like fucking fools yeah it's it's hard to understand the thinking behind it all um it's like as you say final fantasy 14 is the mmo online at the moment i'm pretty sure it's even bigger than world of warcraft it is i it it overtook them so they have this huge game that's doing really really well and they're still supporting it really well as far as i'm aware and they're trying, they've even got new IPs and everything coming out. And yet, this exact same company is going, here's a really stupid idea that the world knows is stupid, but we are still going to go and forge ahead with it. Yeah, it's it's such a weird thing. Like, mm. you're doing these kind of, like, weird, cool things. Like, like live, live Alive, Live Alive, like, that's a really obscure RPG uh, mm. from the SNES era to, to do a remake of uh but they did it um like doing that that chrono cross re- even though it was it was pish on it but like mm. it, it was you know the a, a secret sequel to valkyrie profile like what big developer or big publisher will t- will do sort of those medium to small size projects uh and it's like but then you're doing like the the shitty live games where you're, you know, the microtransactions, but then you're not even, you're getting people into those and they're spending money in the microtransactions and then you're shutting the whole thing down so that everyone's just wasted their fucking money. It's mm-hmm. fucked up and it's, um, yeah, Square Enix seems like a, very much a, a company that doesn't know what it is. And there's, it must be, being a developer working there, you must be just like your fucking mind, eh? I, I feel for them. And of course they, they mm. fucking sold all their Western studios last year as well. There's that madness that as well. to fund their stupidy shit. It's like, just make good games. Just have Forspoken and, be good. Sell a couple of million. they're capable of doing it. Yeah. Sell a couple of million copies. Br- break into making a profit. And then let's move on to something new. And mm. have just that be there for the rest of forever. Instead of having having you know, having to have it's like, oh, this needs to make money perpetually forever and ever and ever. It's like, just do a thing for the sake of having a thing. And if you make it well, it'll make a profit. 
stop being fucking weirdos. <sighs> I think it's just all about the profit for them. Yeah, well, yeah. I honestly, I think it's your your man took a chance on the NFT and it's blown up in his face, and this is him trying to. Oh, I. um, an hour live game uh that has been temporarily suspended. Um, remember, let it die, the kind of kind of souls like sort of thing, wacky uh, souls. Yeah, and and, and then the. They announced this death verse, which was a battle royale based on in that universe, I guess. Mm, yep, yep. Um and there was a trailer for it at, a, at an E3, I think. Weird. It came out four months ago. I had no idea. Same. Uh it's on season three. Uh, and now it's been Fuck. suspended. <laughs> it's like, oh what? What? This came out? What? When? July? You might have told Jeez. someone. Or no, no, that's that's when it's going down. But yeah, four months ago. Uh, well, well, that would be yeah. September. So it came out. It came out four months ago, and they're on season three already. Yeah, see, season ten. But uh, yeah, apparently it's not that great. So I think a lot of people are sort of getting a bit uh, tired of the battle royale. Thing. I you know, there's think a, it's kind of run its course, isn't it? Yeah, there's a couple of. There's a couple of big dogs out there, and you're just not going to get them off the top of the mountain anymore. No, no. it's it's shaking out, and it is like no one's taking down Fortnite. It is the one of these. You've got your your PUBG, your Warzone, and your Apex, and then everything the, else can go to hell. Yep, them's the four kings of the mountain. Uh, there's just uh, very very crowded, and to be releasing one of these, yeah, probably was a bad idea. Um. Got controller news. I do like controllers, especially funky controllers. What about with an LED screen on it to tell you? Oh, there's going to be no battery life in that thing. Well, at least it has has an LED screen. It's it's LED screen to tell you that there's no battery. (laughs) And that's one of the things it does (laughs) that you can put on the screen is I'm dying. Uh, So this is an officially licensed Xbox controller from Asus. their Republic of Gamers mm. bullshit that uh, has an OLED display um, and can it can connect through Bluetooth low latency 2.4 gigahertz radio or you, and you play the games and it has all that other stuff that like the Pro Controller you know, like switching out sticks oh, and, yeah, yeah. or changing sensitivity and dead zones and trigger throw that sort of stuff uh, and they haven't said what how much. Do you put much stock in these controllers? Nah, I really don't. Like, I know there's some people who like the Elite controllers for the Xbox, and there's going to be people who buy that fucking 250 quid PlayStation controller. Oh, I, 100%. I don't, I don't think there's any... I, I have bought third-party controllers before, but I bought... Uh, shit. They were called Fight Pads for the 360. Because the 360 had the worst fucking D-pad on Earth. Yes. I actually had to buy controllers to play fighting games, and they but were called that. That pad was unusable though, because you would push right, and it would go. Do you mean up? And you're like, no, I, I fucking did not mean up. Who made? Hang on, hang on. Who fucking made those pads? Just, was it Mad Cats? I bet it was Mad Cats because uh, yeah. it was Mad Cats. <laughs> yep, Mad Cats. They made the they had the Street Fighter controllers. They were Street Fighter Four controllers. Yes, yes. I I had a Ken one. I had a Ryu one. I remember seeing the Zangief one, and I had to have it. And then I think I ended up accidentally getting a Blanco one. I have a PS... Then I was sort of going, shit, am I going to buy all these? <laughs> I have a PS2 Chun-Li controller lying about somewhere. Somewhere. 
Um, yeah. I think it was released along with the Street Fighter 2 Anniversary Collection that came out yep. on the pl- Yep. The uh, European version came with a Chung Lee controller. The American version came with Ken. And the Japanese version had Ryu. I definitely think there is some being able to customize. Yeah, I like the idea of buying. Game. Yeah, I like yeah. the idea of even buying a, 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 a normal controller and being able to do something with the faceplate. They even just go, oh, look, here's silly design for your controller, you know, to customize. Oh, it. I, I like uh, that idea. But paying 250 quid, and then if your stick goes, they still want another 30 quid for a stick. You're like, I could buy a fucking normal controller for that price. Get fucked. Yeah, if they wanted to release a, they, like a premium controller, it should have those. Um, what do you call hall sensors? Mm. That's the ones that are on the Dreamcast controller. Oh, um, yeah, and basically it uses magnets, and it is literally impossible for it to for stick drift. drift. Yep, like it just does not happen. Um, and that's and they're not expensive to make either. Nope, it's a couple of magnets. Um, so yeah, do that. Release a controller with that. Um, in other like, can... I know a lot of people don't like to follow Sega's example sometimes, but here's one of the occasions where it's a pretty damn good idea, guys. Hundred mm. percent. It's like, uh, like a here's a stick that will just last forever. Yep. <laughs> it's like no brainer. It's, it's almost if they want the controllers to break. Um, <laughs> Sony also revealed uh, an accessibility tro- controller and this thing looks nuts and this is so customizable you can basically take this yeah. thing completely apart and put the buttons wherever you need them um it's hard to describe so it's round it looks like two discs two discs yeah there's uh, and they're both round uh and then you've got like the different buttons are around the outside of the circle and then it's almost like a joystick or or a thumb pad option for the two analog sticks um it's crazy customizable to to be able to meet anyone's needs with you know because not not everyone can uh can can use controllers for certain people with mm. different disabilities and stuff and then this is to allow people to have that that split controller um so like the the two sides of the controller are completely separate um, and you can put the buttons on either side or wherever you need them to be or wherever is most comfortable for you, um, which is a really good idea. Uh, Microsoft's been working on something like this. Because you always have to read stories about people who've customized their own controller. Yeah. If, you know, for them. So it's nice to see the companies actually going, hey, maybe there's something we could actually do here. Yeah. So um, some of those custom, like some of those ones people have made are amazing though. Yeah. I remember th- there was the guy... I think he had lost an arm in an accident or something. So he had, whatever way he had done this, he, he rested on his leg and there's like an analog stick on the bottom of it. So he sort of physically moves the controller for his left stick. And then his right stick's obviously his thumb. And then all the buttons are around and underneath. So he just moves the controller in certain ways for buttons to be hit. And he obviously knows it that well. Yeah. He can just play games like, like any of us could. It's fucking amazing to watch <laughs> but it just looks like he's just moving this thing on his leg it was so cool looking yeah it's um it's mad that it's taken this yeah to, here we are i wonder how much they're going to charge for not seeing any price list um bloober team have been listening listening to our shit talking yep 
And they said long but time fans <laughs> long time fans should not worry about us missing the point why we're livening up the title. Oh dear Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a good sign when they say that. We faithfully stick to the tr- traditional story canon while remaking the gameplay and updating the graphics from the Yes, the update in the gameplay worried about uh they have never done combat before. So no. is updating the gameplay going, I, there's no combat anymore, you just have to sneak around all the enemies? I mean, the, the combat was never the point in Silent Hill anyway. No, no, I get no, I get that, but uh, you know yourself, a Bloober Team game is, right, here's a lot of walking, and now you sneak yeah. for a bit, and yeah. now here's a ton more walking. Yeah, Is that what they're going to do to Silent Hill? I hope not, um, because... Fucking better not be. Shattered Memories did that, but... Mm. It's fine, I guess, but um, they say they're taking a very safe approach to any chain, uh, applying adjustments to certain areas where things need modernizing due to the passage of time. I can pick up Silent Hill 2 right now and play it and have a great time. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, mm-hmm. it has aged brilliantly. And because mm-hmm. combat isn't that important in it, it's fine. It it does the job. I'm not here mm-hmm. to play a fucking shooter. Mm-mm. So... Um, and uh, them they they've said they've switched it over the over the shoulder camera, which says to me is like you're just gonna try and make. Re- yep, that's like, well, that was what that guy said in the interview. Konami had seen the success of the Resident Evil remakes and thought, all right, we'll do that. But rather than starting from the beginning, they just went, "What's popular? Two? Yeah, everyone loves that. I just do that." Yeah, <laughs> my fears are not laid to rest. Anyway, I don't nope. trust these assholes. They're a bunch of scam artists. Like, <laughs> actually, that's how they yes. started in gaming. Stealing shit, asset flips, shovelware. Yep. That's how Shovel they started. War. So, let's Do just keep that Konami, in Do you think Konami weren't even aware that back in, uh, was it 2002, that there was already a Resi 1 remake? And they obviously just seen the recent Resi 2 remake and thought, well, you know, Capcom can start at 2, we'll just start at 2. And it's like... Oh, the first remake's already out there ages ago, you idiots. I don't know. I don't know what can I remember. I just don't understand. If you're gonna do the if you're gonna do the, the Silent Hill remakes, start at the beginning. Yeah. But they're a bunch of crooks. Yeah. Per <laughs> Silent Hill. Just managed I, by crooks. I'm not uh one of these people that's like Oh, survival horror has to fix camera and tight nope. controls. But um I will say is one of the things that set Silent Hill apart from Resident was their combination of static cameras, mm-hmm. moving cameras, and behind-the-back cameras, which mm-hmm. all came together to create the cinematic feel of a horror movie, uh, which was done incredibly well, especially mm-hmm. in 2. Uh, and you've already just thrown all that out the window. So yep. that's, a big, that's a big change. That is a fucking huge change. They obviously don't even think of that, though, as a big change. That, they just go, oh, don't worry. Well, these fuckwits the don't same. have a f- the first clue about horror. Their idea of horror no. is like, boo! Oh, the spooky door! The door closed yep. on its own! Oh! That's, that's fucking Bloober's team idea of horror. Mm. Arsehole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's our... Our weekly blooper team rant. <laughs> Hitman 3 is becoming World of Assassination. If you have it, Hitman 3, you will get an upgrade to World of Assassination, and World of Assassination will include everything from Hitman 1 and 2. Wait, hey. This is a good time to get into Hitman, then. They have done this because buying Hitman was a very confusing affair up until now. <laughs> so, it, yeah, that's true. 
<laughs> all these different fucking uh, one yep. and two and if you have one and two those are in three mm. not one and two you have to buy a separate thing to get one and two yep that's pretty much how it works <laughs> so i think they've 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 done well with themselves they've done they've made the money so it's time to go right guys how about we one last big hitman hurrah here and we just put everything into the this new hitman world of assassination and just that's it it's just everything's in there so Hopefully they'll that's keep pretty adding levels to it and it'll just be well they said they're not done it's just we yeah. have ideas and like um a, i think this was always the end game of this it's like let's just create this platform um, yeah which and that's that's works. the cool thing about hitman it just it has that look and you don't need hitman doesn't need to be fucking photorealistic hitman just needs to be about mm. figuring out the fun of doing yeah, and uh, silly it's, ways. it's the you know it's the clockwork fucking thing that's that you're messing with. That's that's the attraction. Mm. Yeah, um, I think it's that sort of. It's almost like live game done right. Where it's like, oh, we're gonna add things in periodically. We're not gonna have microtransactions, but we'll give you, we'll sell you a new level. And it's almost it's like how the whole remember episodic gaming was supposed to be the big yep. thing at the time. Isn't it it's like is this that? This could be that working if 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 done mm. right. Uh, just finish up on the game stuff. Uh, this was funny. A bunch of people getting their knickers in the twist over fuck all. Um, so, <laughs> Steam had their fan voted awards. Uh, Cyberpunk won uh, Labor of Love award, which, if we're honest with ourselves, probably not the. It's probably not the uh, intention of that award, but it won that, mm. and that sent people going fucking nuts. <laughs> Usually people are like, uh, I saw um, Deep Rock Galactic, which fair enough, it's a well-supported game, and mm. uh, the kicker for me was fucking No Man's Sky fans having a shit fit <laughs> over this. I was like, are you, are, are you, are you for real? Do you think No Man's Sky deserved that more? It's like, yeah, sure. Now it does. It's been supported well, but like, you know. Cyberpunk has been yeah. supported as well, and it obviously has more. There are more fans of Cyberpunk than there are of the game you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, I mean, like, if you want to talk about a game that was released in absolute mess, that, that's no mad sky, like, you know? Yeah. I, I don't and know then, what the, the point of that award is. It's like, is that what it is? It's like, we fucked up and we're making good? Is that what Or, that... you know, it's just, you know, uh, this developer has kept working on this game because, you know, you could technically call, technically call Hitman a labor of love. Uh, 100% would. Um, so I think it's just a game that's had a lot of work put in by developers. <laughs> Not necessarily like, oh, we released a mess and we're fixing it. It's just like, we released this game and we're still doing stuff to it. So, But if the, the No Man's Sky people are going mad because you know Cyberpunk doesn't deserve it because it was released as a mess, um, yeah, pot kettle black there, folks. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's Steam. Yeah, It means true. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, Sanctity the of the Steam Awards! <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> the, most, the most coveted video game award on Earth. Fan-voted Steam just, Awards. Just a fucking popularity contest. I mean, Jesus Christ. Cyberpunk is a much, much, much better game than no. I would assume so. Not having played the other one, but, you know, I've, I've seen the other one and it just I doesn't appeal to me in the slightest. I played the other one within the last uh, six months when it apparently got good and it's like this is the same shit i'm still melting rocks <laughs> yeah I, I seen gameplay and thought nope that that's not my type of game there nah, me nope. neither. um let's get into all this wrestling news and shit on oh. we had the big stuff first so Aye. this uh 
This young upstart. What's his name? Vince McMahon? <laughs> McMahon. Never heard of him, but he's <laughs> he's forced. He's back. Vince oh is back. God. Vince has used his shareholder. He, he controls, or he owns a controlling stake, like, that owns more than 50% of the shares of WWE. So he voted himself back on the WWE board, uh, sacked a couple of people off the board, and put his stooges on there. Now, he is saying he has done this just to facilitate the selling of WWE and uh, getting media deals done. Um, that's what he's saying. Um, no one fucking believes him. You're going to be sticking your nose in the creative before you know it. And we'll yep. know it's you. We'll know it's you. Even if you yep. don't, don't say it, we fucking know what kind of shit you're up to. But the big news here, um, like everyone expected Vince to pull shit like this, but the big news is the fact that WWE is getting sold. Um, mm. So they have actually hired JP Morgan, which is a very famous financial services company, um, to facilitate the sale. Um, and they're looking to see who who wants to buy WWE. I know what you're going to say, and it might be a bit outside his price range. Oh, I wouldn't even have thought that. <laughs> Although that would be insane. But no, no. Um, this isn't like Ring of Honor. Uh, no, or, <laughs> we would have a difference. This is going to cost billions. Um, yeah. They're they're talking mid this year because because that's when the, the the TV rights negotiations come up. So that's how soon this could be happening. Um, and there's there's a few prospective buyers you could see. Uh, mm come through and buy this so comcast uh so they own nbc uh, which uh, airs they own the streaming service peacock which Mm. is uh where the wwe network basically went to they bought that uh so they do all the streaming for wwe they also own the usa network uh which is where raw um is shown so if there's anyone who is the front runner for buying wwe it is probably comcast um fox they air smackdown uh but there is no fucking way fox can afford this yeah um but isn't fox owned by disney no Disney bought uh, most of Fox's and uh, stuff. Ah, uh, Fox held Sorry. on to their shitty news and sports. Right. So, so they they basically do sports and live events and um, news to rile up old people and racists. Mm. Um, but I guess, I guess they they could do it for the live sports event type thing. But I don't think no. Uh, Disney because. Because it's Disney and something's yeah. for sale. Yeah, and pretty, that's just what I was thinking. <laughs> something's for sale. Disney, like, I will have that then. It's like, you want a bunch of fucking wrestling to put on Disney Plus? Here you go. Aye. Soon you'll be getting crossovers with fucking, I don't know, Disney princesses and Roman Reigns. <laughs> It'll happen if they get their hands on it. I might, oh. might actually want this. <laughs> um... Uh, the, that to me that you know Disney as much as we're joking about it, there's someone you just can't count out though. Who if they, they thought, hey, this will get more oh, people Disney? buying or hundred percent Disney Plus, definitely. Um, yeah, hundred um, percent. It's a possibility. 
Um, if they see as like that's shit we can throw on our streaming service, then they'll go mm. for it. But they've been buying up shit like crazy, like you said, the, the Fox stuff. Mm. Um, that was all to fill out their their streaming library. Um, yep. WWE have a absolute shit ton of um, archival shows uh, yep. with the work already done. Um, they're yep. already ready to stream. So that's a big, big uh, library there. And then you got the, they have so many different channels they could just fire fire the, the live shows onto. Because mm. you were saying, obviously, on the network, you don't get your Raw every week. So you get, so Disney be like, you want to watch your Raw every week? Oh, well, it's here on Disney Plus. Ooh, that, so. would be, that would be really did yep. that. Like, <laughs> oh, we just we just own it outright, so it just goes. It's live on the streaming service or yep. on ABC or other yep. channel. Uh, War- Warner Brothers Discovery not in a fucking million years. No, they have AW on the TV already. Also, oh yeah, that merger with Warner Brothers Discovery was an unmitigated disaster. Yep. Um, and cost them billions. So again, I would be able to afford. That. Um, and there's Netflix and Amazon. And I don't know about Netflix because they're they've been saying themselves they've been losing members. Suppose if you want to get members back and you turn and says, "I we've got fucking raw weekly for you," bet you their numbers would jump up again. I, I it might be a bit. It would be a, a pricey one, and Netflix mm. don't do live shit. True, they don't. Prime Am, does, but Amazon uh, does. Yeah, so they've they've tried to get into football and tennis and, and what have you. True. So out of them two, uh, my money if that was gonna have anything happen would be Amazon, but Amazon's also tightening their belt. Um, they are. And thousands of people because... Do you know what Bezos, if he thought, hey, if I buy this, I'll get a shit ton more people getting their Prime and I could maybe do a special WWE Prime thing? You know he'd be doing that. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I mean, uh, another, another thing to consider is the massive... Yep. Get her There's all that as well. Yep. That's there's that as well. Ah, he could put all that on his Amazon store and all that there. Buy your WWE merch directly from Amazon now. Fuck. And another one I've heard is Saudi Arabia. Yes. Would now, not fucking we, surprise me. When we say Saudi Arabia, we obviously just don't mean the country. Yeah, we do. We <laughs> oh, do. what? Yeah. Just the country of Saudi Arabia is like the, WWE. The, the royal family. The, the same guys that get them to put on those shows oh, would just those. buy the fucking thing. See, I heard it was some other dude that the guy that owns uh, Newcastle Football Club. Oh, right. Is is that the guy who's... That's a Saudi Arabian, but I think he's a big oil tycoon. Is he interested? Apparently so. But the... the, the those Because that's why I was thinking. I was like, wait a minute. Is this not the same boys that thought Yukazuna was still alive? And then it was Burnsy was saying, no, that's a different guy. <laughs> so there's another uh, oil tycoon that owns the Newcastle Football Club. But apparently he's been sort of very interested. But I wonder would the actual royal family buy... WWE. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But controversial, wouldn't it? It would, I. Especially there's certain, yeah, with some, there, of, the, some there's, of the people there. There's people on the roster that won't go to, to those Saudi shows for reasons. Uh, yeah, they like, like being alive. Again, it's all very fucking up in the air at the moment. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, the Vince coming back hasn't, isn't great. No. Especially for all the people who have just being brought back to WWE after being sacked by this guy. Um, yeah, so does he have the right to hire and fire again? Yeah, of course. He's, he's ah, He owns it. most of the company. He can do whatever he wants. And that was always the problem. It was The problem was going to be when, when he retired, everyone's like, oh, okay, okay. 
see you in six months, I guess. And here we mm. are. Um, but yeah, obviously the, those people will be worried. Like, uh, is it happening again? Are we are we about to get flooded with free agents again? Let's hope Tony Khan doesn't go fucking clean mental. <sighs> it's like, calm down, Tony. Yep. Eat what you've got. Yep, yep. Eat what's on Eat your plate on first. Plate. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we both have the same thought there. Uh, that would be my big worry if the, if the lot if there was a lot of people suddenly left the company. Is would like I love AEW, I love Tony Cannell, but he can get a bit overexcitable and just want new toys straight away. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. Well, he's he's proven. That's one of the biggest criticisms about, about his book style. He is very, ah, oh, give me this, what that. Like, short attention span mm. always wants to be doing something new, which doesn't always work out the best. Um, but, you know, New Japan could do some fresh talent. I True. don't know. There's Impact. Um, mm. There's no Ring of Honor anymore. Not not the same way there was, like, but no. uh, there's still a, a huge big indie scene. But that's, that's, a, that's a hell of a pay cut. Yeah. Um, so speaking of New Japan, last week on Wednesday, which is a odd one, uh, we had Wrestle Kingdom 17, which is their big WrestleMania-style event, in the Tokyo mm. Dome. The crowd was allowed to make noise, and they were at 100% capacity. Um, Japanese government was really dragging their heels on the live show stuff post-COVID. Um, crowd's back. It's good to have them back. Um, so you could hear them react to Kenny. <laughs> they missed Kenny. <laughs> they did miss Kenny. You could tell. Um, we're not going to go through this full show because, like, my main problem with New Japan. Now, I love New Japan, but my main problem with a lot of their shows is like it's two matches and stuff that doesn't matter. Yep. Um, which is no different from uh from Wrestle Kingdom Seven. Like, there's a lot of stuff. There's that weird battle royale thing they do at the start. They they did have a, a Antonio Noki memorial match who just passed away last year uh, with Yuji Nagata, um, Satoshi Kojima, Toji Makabe uh, taking on Tatsumi uh, Fujinami, Tiger Mask, and because you couldn't have Wrestle Kingdom. With you. I was about to ask, what age is Tiger Mask? I don't know who this current Tiger Mask is, and it's ah, not, it's right, not the okay. same guy. It's not the same guy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, last time I seen Tiger Mask, he must have been at least in his. 50s at least yeah uh rocky romero is black tiger mask mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah it changes um, i love if you ask him about it the way he goes now nah, what are you on about yeah, <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> they're doing another tonio enoki move oh very nice um but what should we what was the important stuff um so they're the new IWGP women's championship was defended by kairi against tam nakano they only got five minutes they made those five minutes fucking count. Um, goddamn, Tam Nakano doing a Steiner screwdriver. It was beautiful. Um, Jesus. <laughs> it was fuck. It, it was, it was really nice. Uh, Kyrie wins with the um, the insane elbow. But the the big story from this is right after the match, lights go out. You're like, how's it black? Um, <laughs> uh, out comes. Formerly Sasha Banks, now going by Mercedes Monet. Um, she cuts a wee promo. Uh, she does say she is making herself. She is going to be CEO of the the women's division and and stardom. So I assume that means she's going to be doing stardom shows as well. Um, and she challenged Kyrie at the Battle in the Valley event, uh, which is going to be in San Jose. 
so pff, uh, this has been rumored for ages that she would show up on New Japan. I wonder, will we see her in AEW? There's no room for her. Well, there's no fucking room for her. No, but if she hangs around there and they do another forbidden door, are the women allowed in this time? <laughs> well, if they now have an IWGP Women's Champion, it'd be a bit stupid not to do the women this time. Yeah, I mean, they had Stardom. It was like this. Here's the thing we're doing the Stardom crossover. It's like there's not a lot. Like if I there's a lot lot of Stardom talent where if I wanted to see them go up against Karashita, I can go see that because that's yeah. out there already. Um, there's not a lot of people on the women's division in AEW where I'm like, I'm dying to see. Yeah. Because Tony Storm used to do stardom, didn't she? Yep. Tony Storm's been there. Um, Jamie yep. Hader has been there. Yep. Um, Obviously, Sheeta. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think Sheeta was ever at stardom, but she would have, like, yeah. different promotions before they got to stardom. Mm. I, I guess, you know. She'd have, there, there's still a lot of stardom he hasn't against. And seeing Mei Otani on AEW show, mm. fantastic. Um, put her up against anyone. I'd say she should, she could get a, a good match out of Marina Shafir. I think she could. A, holy fuck. <laughs> nah, that's a big claim. Um, FTR dropped their tag titles, which we knew them. Uh. They didn't even drop them to anyone. Like yeah. Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi, duh, fair enough. I'm not buying it. Mm. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. won a big bar of chocolate off Rendery. <laughs> That's an ugly belt, eh? Fuck me, hey. What are they doing with belts over there? What, what's it called? <laughs> it's the... Uh, I. It's not IWGP. It's the New Japan Pro Wrestling World TV Championship. All right. Now, I, I'm assuming that's New Japan Pro Wrestling World as in the streaming service. As yeah. in not on fucking TV. <laughs> It's a TV <laughs> championship. Uh, it's one of the most ugliest belts I've ever seen. It big square. It does look like a bar of chocolate. It's, it's pretty like a, horrible. It's looking. like a Wonka bar. <laughs> That's what it puts me in mind of. Zack Sabre Jr. won it though. That's his first singles gold in New Japan, which is a crime in, a, in of itself. But uh, His first? His first. Holy fuck. Um, and it was a good match. Red Narita still, he's, he's still running about uh, young lion black playing gear uh, they put on a good match uh, again very short like, uh, except for the the two main events everything was Carl mm. um, Anderson dropped the uh, never open weight to Tamatonga that had to happen Carl Anderson is at WWE at the minute um, it's good that he was able to go and drop the title I like how you say at the minute well who mm. knows um, Keiji Muto had his last New Japan match uh, he teamed up with uh, Tanahashi and Shota Umino. Shota Umino is still running about with John Moxley's jacket, and it's a bit weird. Is, there, is that just me? Is the, I I I find that a bit weird. It's like, it's well, like, Mox gave it to him, and apparently he's his adopted son. But it's like he's running away with we security blanket. It's, I, I don't know. <laughs> like he wears a jacket, his own jacket, but then comes out carrying Moxley's jacket. Oh, he just carries it. He doesn't wear it. Yeah, I was like, what are we doing? He does a Death Rider, which is fair enough. Um, really like this kid. Oh, he does. Uh, I I think uh, like him and Rene adopted him in all like pretty much all but official. Uh, it's like you know if he ever has to work in the U.S., he's got a place to stay. Um, yeah, Keiji Muto. It was against uh, Los Inglobernales de de Japón. Ah, I L J instead of F L F I L L F I. Um. <laughs> 
I wonder what the, will we ever see any sort of interaction with Tetsuya Naito and Roosh. Oh, we're bound to. It has to be. At some stage. Then um, the last match before the the main events was, the, which was actually a good match and did get like a, a decent 15 minutes, uh, a four-way for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. To be fair, at Wrestle Kingdom, it's always a really uh, high, uh, fast-paced um, mm. Hiromu Tanahashi, uh, Taiji Ishimori, El Desperado, and Master Y. Those guys didn't. Nah. Uh, so yeah, the IWGP United States Championship match, Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay. Holy fuck, was this a good match? This was unbelievable. This was better than what you were even expecting it to be. Yeah, you you think you've seen everything out of, out of Omega, and then he's like, "What do you see?" They- From the moment the entrance started, you knew this was gonna be fucking special. Yeah, doing the full on uh, <laughs> Sephiroth. I wonder, did they get permission to use that music? I hope not. Oh, they're bound to because fuck. <laughs> oh, actually, oh, actually, that'd be funnier if they didn't. Just went fuck off, square. Uh, yeah, it comes out in the full, full, um, full Sephiroth gear. Uh, even there was even a wee nod. To, right, so this, this, this got me. You know, when the camera sort of went, he still had his back to the camera, and the camera mm. came around the side of him, and he sort of turns and he smiles. Yeah. That's a pure fucking Sephiroth thing when you first see him in the original <laughs> game. He literally does that, and I was like, oh, that's fucking class. So I, I marked out a wee bit for that. You're marking out, we haven't even got into the match. I know. <laughs> I was marking out, they weren't even in the ring yet. So usually Omega's strength in his matches is his speed and uh, athleticism. Now, this is Will Ospreay. Yep. And he's got him beat hands down in that department. Um, mm-hmm. So we see a very violent Omega. It's brutal. Very, very dirty, very violent. Um, but it's it was such a um, great, great match. It's one of those ones, and this is what New Japan does so well, um, and Stardom for that matter, with the big matches, is you get to that moment in the match where it's just, it's pretty much back and forth big moves, and mm. both guys look absolutely fucked. And it's just like one big hit after an hour trying to, um, but can't put each other down. And, and that that's what happened in this one. Um, there was one moment in particular that I thought was absolutely insane, which was uh, obviously Omega earlier in the match had taken the, so New Japan doesn't have the normal turnbuckles. They have like a huge big pad yeah. for the whole thing. Aye. So he's taken that off and the two of them are on the top rope and you're expecting a superplex or something like that. He DDTs him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck. The, D- the DDT was just a straight drop down. It was how, how no one got their neck broke, I don't know, but it was amazingly done. And that's when it was, o- Osprey blades? Yes. Which is so rare in New Japan. You never see that. You never see blood uh, intentionally. Um, but yeah, he's he's pushing blood. Like, they made the, that was just another thing they, they had in there to make this one special. Um, mm. You got Al Spray attempting all sorts of finishers. He's doing Styles Clash and shit. Uh-huh. That hidden blade of his as well just looks so fucking brutal. The one he did when Kenny was facing him too. Jesus. Mm. I think that was Even that. The I think that was the Styles Clash and then the hidden blades mm. after. Um, Even the commentator said Omega's eye will be swollen shut this time tomorrow. Which it was. Yep. He had a, a black eye. Um got him good uh mm. yeah they were they were showing the um <laughs> the, 
sort of the results of this match afterwards. Um, mm. But the, the biggest thing that surprised me is Kenny Omega won. He is now yeah, the IWGP United States Champion. I did not see that coming. But when you saw a one-winged angel, this, yep. is, this is all over. Uh, he's the first ever United States Champion. Oh, is he? So, Inaugural? Yep. yep. His title. Good. He's got it. Um, so I'm assuming we'll see him at uh, San Jose. Yeah, that would make sense if he's the United States champ. Uh, and then yep. we had the heavyweight champion, and as is tradition, Okada wins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he just summed that match up like that. But that you know, this was another it, great It match. was great. It just had the unfortunate circumstance of following Osprey mm. Omega, which you don't wish that on anyone. No. Okada is still like all, one of the all-time greats. Is is still in the peak of his career right now, mm. um, and everyone should be watching and realizing this. But uh, yeah, he's um, he won the uh, G One last year, mm. which entitles a shot at the champion, who is Jay White. Jay White took it off him last year. He gets it back, but they it is kind of a like you know Okada will hold it, then someone. Then Okada, then someone, then Okada. <laughs> That's sort of the the pattern they've got themselves into, and it's kind of the thing that it's one of the things that killed John Cena because John Cena had a long point, and in the eyes of what shall we say, like hardcore wrestling fan, um, mm. it was the fact that he won all the time. But just because of the absolute fucking quality of Okada's matches, you don't care. It's like, yeah, he should he should be the fucking champion. He's that good. Um, See the last third of that match, the story they were telling was unreal. Just the two of them absolutely shattered, but they kept trying to hit each other with the big finish and time and time and time again. They kept getting out of it. Reverse, reverse. Yeah, it was between um, uh, White trying to do the Blade Runner, Okada trying to do the Rainmaker, and it was just reversal and reversal and reversal until uh, finally Okada gets... I like the one point they did each other's finishers just to screw with each other. Yeah, to try and, you know, get each other off their game. That was brilliantly done. Huh? And then we get the the sort of we almost almost sign of respect right mm. there. Yep. Uh, who, who is the? I don't know if he's uh, from Australia or New Zealand, but he was clearly the bad guy commentator during the match. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was annoyed when Jay White did the wee bit of respect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he's old like ball club. I can't mind his name. But, uh, oh, right, okay. He's a ball club guy. Uh, yeah, I think he... Um, uh, fair amount of shenanigans from Gato during this match as well. Oh, that's always the <laughs> way. Uh, that's what, that's what Gato's there for. That's, that's what he's there for. He took a damn good DDT. I'll give him that though. It looked the business. Yeah, no, Gato used to be a wrestler. Yeah, but isn't he in his like 60s? Uh, I'm not sure what age he. All right, I, th- I thought he was in his sixties because when he when he done the full big proper mad spindle with the DDT. Last year, oh. I watched Ric Flair wrestle in his fucking seventies. Yeah, but I bet you couldn't have do- took a DDT like that. No, <laughs> no, he passed out three times during the match, I believe. Fuck you, he's passed <laughs> out the whole thing. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do know what you mean with the, this match. Unfortunately, following Omega Osprey. You couldn't have the heavyweight title first, though. You have to finish for the heavyweight title. Oh, yeah, 100%. Title. 100%. Always. Uh, it's never going to be like, oh, go on out there and hold something back. Oh, uh, yeah. That was the uh, big yeah. thing. It was the dream match between Omega and yeah. Osprey. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Pretty typical um, <laughs> New Japan where quite uneventful. 
big thing happens, then we'll just have match of the year candidates ah. at the end in January. Why not? Um, another big show that happened was uh, Pro Wrestling Gorillas Battle of Los Angeles, which is a two night tournament that happens every single year. I wanted to watch this. Uh, High Spots Wrestling Network, which is where PWG streams their events, said no. You should message Excalibur and go, hey, what the hell? Why can't I, I watch should this? I? I'm looking at a picture <laughs> on here of Excalibur in the ring with a microphone. And... <laughs> he, he, this is his. Yeah, this is his baby. Um, I don't know if this is the first time, but uh, we had a couple of women in in this tournament. Uh, Masha Slamovich and Jordan mm. Grace. Um, in the first round, Jordan Grace was taken on Jonathan Gresham. Uh, <laughs> the, the irony in that. They're her husband and then yep beat her beat him yep um doesn't surprise me though like you could totally buy jordan grace just plowing through people like oh hey jordan gresham's only tiny as well yeah i'm she, pretty sure she is taller than him and she, she's real big <laughs> <laughs> like this this tournament sounds amazing there's some mm. of the names we got in here um uh alex shelley nice Kanosuke Takeshita, uh, Bandito, uh, El Hijo de, uh, del Vikingo. Uh, oh, probably nice. fucking butchered the shit out of that. Um, but the, the final came down to Mike Bailey, um, uh, Kanosuke Takeshita. So, like, Takeshita making to the final of the Battle of Los Angeles is a huge fucking deal. That's a big deal. Uh, Mike Bailey won. Uh, That's a big deal too. Battle of Los Angeles, which yeah, and then after just the entire JAS came out, Brett, <laughs> and took on uh, John Gresham, Evil Uno, Espy uh, Kento, uh, Michael Oku, and Kevin Blackwood. Um, ju- just, just, just because. <laughs> um, Jericho included, like yeah, Jericho was there. He he oh, called fuck. he called uh, GCW uh, modern ECW. So yeah, well that actually happened before. Mm. Um, but but yeah, that's pretty cool. That um, yep, I know. Like pro wrestling obviously has some very strong ties to yes with Excalibur, Young Bucks. Jesus, a lot of guys in AEW that have come through mm. PW at some stage. But yeah, I I. I'd love to watch. I don't know what was wrong because I was like trying to sign up, uh, and I put in my informa- payment information and hit the button. And it says, "Ah, oh, capture field." And I was like, "Ah, oh, shit!" And then I tried to do it again. It's like, "Ah, oh, no, you've already got an account." Then try to log in. It's like, "Ah, oh, the password's wrong." And I'm like, "Wait, password reset doesn't send me a password reset." I went and checked my PayPal, which I signed up for, but it it has set up the approved payment, so I removed that. They fuck. It's mm. like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, yeah. Oh, damn. Tell you message Scalper and go, hey, sort this out. What the fuck? So, yeah, I guess we'll finish up here with AEW. Mm. Big things happening here. On uh, We also had, uh, well, what was technically a two-hour rampage, but a battle of the belts. Yeah. Um. But on Dynamite, we had uh, Ricky Starks beating Chris Jericho. Hey, that was a good match, hey? It was. Uh, Jericho cr- just seems to be doing this thing where they're just putting all the young boys over. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, I think it's, it's Ricky Starks' time. Yeah, 100%. This, this is good to carry, carry his moment. Losing mm. to MJF and then uh, Jericho 
Yeah, crowd is super into Starks. A crowd was into everybody. Oh fuck, this crowd was great. Seattle, uh, first time AEW's been there, which just goes to show like you spread out your shows more. Um, mm. Absence make the heart go fonder. Blah blah blah. <laughs> um, so we got a date for our Hangman versus Moxley. Yep, that'll be good. Hangman's gonna knock Moxley's dick in the dirt. <laughs> that was an amazing line. I'm going to knock your dick in the dirt. <laughs> Only Hangman can get away with saying that. Yeah, Moxie came down. They had, like, the whole... They're both doing the... I want to fucking hit you right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which was very good. Um, the, this up this pretty, Wednesday. Pr- pretty well. Yeah, this mm. is for the, the LA show, which is going to be a big one. Um, they claimed defended their titles against Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal successfully. I'm gonna be honest; they had me for a second. I thought, they had me too. I thought Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal won the fucking tag titles when they what, what was he used the ropes? Yes. Um, for leverage and the pin. Then Aubrey Edwards goes, "Hold on, he did yeah. that." Uh, why did they? Why were the referees out there? They came running out to. Stop uh, Satnam had to be thrown out and they needed everyone to get rid of Satnam. Right. Um <laughs> Caster. Caster's rap. Oh Jesus. He's oh, giving Car- Karen Jarrett a wild touch and the worst thing she could have done was complain about it. I know. You just what an idiot. <laughs> Come on, it's ra- how how long have you been around this business? Mm. For fuck's sake. Lighten up. And you did <laughs> cheat on Kurt Angle. Yep. So fuck yep. up. <laughs> uh, um, unfortunately, all people too. Uh, what was the crack? Why did they get a second match? So, so they get a rematch. No, nah, they shot. just go backstage in their. Bl- I think it's because the initial pin was meant to be for them, and so uh, I think that was how it worked. But hopefully, that is that done and dealt with now. Oh, it has to be. Um, it feels like Jarrett is genuinely hated. Not booed as in a body, but just hated. Yeah, he is. Uh, he get, he's got go away heat. Mm. Xbox heat. Xbox? X- <laughs> X-Pac heat, as they call it. Except X-Pac never deserved his. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett. Yes. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fucking carny shit. <laughs> um, what else? We, we had Brian uh, Danielson in action uh, beating Tony Nese, but then we had MJF coming out. Um, he... Would you like the names he was dropping? Disco Inferno, Eric Bischoff, and Jim Cornette. I did laugh though, because you know when he's all you know, you know all these people in basements who say you're the best. Well, I was being called the best by people who were actually in the ring. You know, top guys like Disco Inferno. <laughs> the moment he said that, I paused my whole laugh, and I had to pause it. I was laughing that hard. <laughs> top guys like Disco Inferno. Disco Inferno that actually thinks. He th- th- have you ever seen the way he goes on? How he does. Oh, he, think- he, he thinks he was. It's like, yeah, the stupid dancing gimmick. Shut he was, up. He was, he was always like, he wasn't even. What's below a mid Carter? Um, uh, lower mid Carter. Uh, I don't. I don't think he ever had any t- gold anyway. That like, like, as you say, the guy was literally there to dance and get battered. Jobber. Jobber. He's, he's a fucking jobber. A, a I forgot my favorite word. <laughs> That's how much Disco Inferno fucks up my brain. I forgot my favorite word. So the, um, the long and short of this is uh, mm. Danielson gets a shot at the title at Revolution, but 
true MJF fashion, he has to earn it. Um, I'm glad he's leaning into it now, though. So uh, this isn't MJF setting up uh, mm. challenges. This is him just saying, you need to be number one contender. Uh, mm. And for you to be number one contender in time, you can't lose a match. I spoke to Tony Khan. Lose a match by the time. Um, it's weird for them to start bringing up rankings again since they haven't updated rankings since like August. Uh, and yeah. I thought they'd done away with them because it constricted. But for, for this, I think this is fine. It's like if to, MJF just saying, Tony Khan says uh, the only way you would have to go on a run of not losing a match up until Revolution to be. And it's not like Danielson has wrestled a ton, so it makes sense. Yeah. So I I think I think that's fine. Uh, we'll see. I what did I, like the way Danielson was all well. If you're doing that, I get to call the stipulation. Oh Fucking yes, pulls. forgot about that sixty oh, minute Ironman match. Fucking pulls out a sixty minute Ironman match. So there's an entire hour of uh, Revolution. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so what else? How long is it gonna? Fuck me. That'll be amazing though. I have a fuck's sake, Danielson, stop showing off your cardio. Someone else has to get on the card. <laughs> Christ. Poor MJF's gonna be training from now until literally the bell rings. We see he'll do a sixty-minute draw. Oh Jesus! Um, Swerve was in action, but not like had a decent match with AR Fox, but much else. So I want to talk about this uh, interview with uh, Renee. Um, we had Soraya, Tony Storm, and Hikaru Shida. Mm. <clears throat> now, so this was Soraya talking about who's gonna partner who she's going to partner with next week against uh, Baker and Hater. <laughs> and then she says, I've got the best in the world right next to me here and Tony Storm. And then the look on Sheeta's face. Hmm. And they're like, oh, yes, get mad. Sheeta's going to do some fucking murder. Let's just, just kill the entire women's division. <laughs> Set up a Yakuza and just start murdering people. Yeah. That's what I want. I don't think I'll get it. Uh, I think what we're going to get is... So, the, earlier there was a, ba- a Britt Baker promo where she was like, mm. oh, we're AEW Originals. Um, Soraya is not, and Tony Storm is not. Sheeta mm. is. Sheeta's going to join up with Britt. That's, that's the way it's going to go. Ah! <laughs> that's what I was worried about. I was like, no, let her do her own thing. Just let her be a killer by herself. <clears throat> but then, does that not about de facto make uh, Britt... Hater and, and that the the good guys and, and all this because you know yeah because obviously Soraya has turned her back on Cheetah so I, I I don't know how this is gonna work this is all gonna get very sort of three sided heels or something yeah. I don't know also you can't come Wilson into a company and be all like I'm in charge now it's like uh, to the people that literally built it <laughs> mm. it's like come on now that's you are the heel if you're mm. Or if you're trying to be the face and do that, that means you actually think that and you're just a dick. Yep. So, so yeah, there was a lot of rumors going around that it would be uh, Mercedes Money that would be the partner. So uh, it was good to like, all right, let's just get, people are going to get themselves all hyped up after that, her appearing at New Japan and yep. think, oh, it's definitely happening. No, nah, we need to just shut this the fuck down. It's a, yep. it's, it's Tony Storm catch yourselves on which means has tony khan learned something it's like no I'll just use someone i have here instead of trying to debut or did it could he just not get oh there's maybe that as well but maybe <laughs> he'll use what he's got um we have the guns doing a whole thing with ftr so we know ftr 
They try and pull the old play their music while they're shit talking them. It's like, oh, we tricked you. It's like, I know they're in Japan. They were at Wrestle <laughs> Kingdom. They watched them earlier today. <laughs> um, crowd still reacted because they're dumbasses. Yep. <laughs> like, I don't know, would it be, would it e- have even been possible for uh, FTR to make it one quick-ass flight? Uh, Tokyo to Seattle. They wouldn't have slept. And apparently they only just made it to Wrestle Kingdom. Like, Fuck. they were in the door half hour before their match. Jay Cargill, Rel- Red Velvet thing with Sky Blue and Kira Hogan. Yes. It's just me. Mm. Kira's getting the fucking short end of the stick in this whole fucking thing. Big time. And it's Red Velvet that's getting getting the benefit here. I don't like it. Nope. And I think we should be done with the Jade Cargill experiment. Mm. Um, and we also got a new TNT champion, Darby Allen. Uh, took it off Joe in a very brutal fucking match, which was good. Yep. Uh, Joe get, just being Joe. And Darby being our Darby. Yep. Um, I suppose that must be a lot of fun for someone, you know, like Joe throwing around someone so small, though, and then Darby being able to sell the absolute balls in as well. <laughs> But yeah, it was a it was a good fun match. Mm. Uh, I would near say that was Joe's best match, AW to date. Yeah, it's definitely up there so far. What do you think of Darby Allen having that title again? Can that lift it up? He will. He'll do the weekly challenge or the open challenge thing again. So he will, weekly? So will keep it. He was fucking that same week. Yeah. <laughs> true, true. Well, he'll do the open challenge again, and that'll keep it relevant on TV because that was the problem with boys like Wardlow and uh, even Sammy before him. Or sorry, Scorpio. Before him, they weren't getting it on TV weekly. They were sort of showing up now and then. Whereas if you have someone, the big thing about the TNT title was like, who's challenging for it this week? You know, yeah, who's yeah. going to have a cracking match this yeah. week? Uh, and I think that that was that was its intention, mm. like from the start with Cody. Mm. It's like let's let's give someone, let's highlight someone every mm. week. And that's what Cody was doing, and that's what Darby was doing, and then they just stopped. I say that was that's that's what was working for that title. The only three people that really done it then was Cody, Darby, and Miro. Every week, someone was getting murdered. Yeah, or challenged. Then Miro dropped it. There was the whole Sammy, Sammy and Scorpio back to Cody, and then back to Sammy, and then back to Scorpio, and then. Wardlow came along. It all got sort of lost in a in a whole yep. shuffle. But years up, but like, yeah, let, let's keep it keep it on Darby. Um, have him having these matches on a weekly basis, and obviously after start doing it on Rampage as well would be good. Uh, which this yep. first offense against Mike Bennett, um, good match. Uh, yep. If Darby starts putting on bangers, and when he was T- TNT champion originally. He was the main event in Dynamite, and he was pulling in the ratings. Um, yep. So yeah, that that I can see this is an attempt to try and get the ratings on on Rampage up. Mm. Um, other than that, on Rampage, not a lot going on. We got a, a good mat- tag match between Danielson and Moxley uh, against Top Flight. Yep. Uh, made the Top Flight guys look really good. Um, then we also just had a Jamie Hader, Britt Baker, Squash, Renegade yeah. Twins. Well, it wasn't really a squash. But that's not fair. The Renegade Twins are decent, I think. Yeah. I think there's something there. Uh, and they had around a 10-minute match. You can call it a squash, mm. but uh, 
Personico wasn't so lucky. No, no, oh, Jesus. <laughs> he got squashed and then he got the mask ripped off him. And Pero Pelagroso. He sounds like he is some sort of uh, lightly sparkling fruit drink. Oh, I thought it sounded more like a soothing cream. <laughs> Pero Pel- Pelagroso. I, I don't uh. know. <laughs> and I get, get yeah. me... Uh, uh, the Guessing act- he's the, the, he is the literal replacement now for Andrade. Uh, press Preston Vance. Aye, is Andrade gone or what's the deal? With I don't. Not officially. CM Punk isn't officially gone. They're still selling. Oh, um, okay. So the fuck no. Then round things up with Battle of the Belts five. Um, mentioned the the or sorry the, we had an or tag team title defense, which obviously it claimed win. Um, Sky Blue challenging for the TBS title for reasons beyond me wasn't a good match nope it's just the jade thing so not to bang on (laughs) about jade the fucking length so she's obviously supposed to be doing the goal undefeated streak just Mm -hmm. looks great whole gimmick here's the thing is like goldberg had a very specific sequence for his matches where he did like three moves but he could do those moves with confidence, yes. fast, snappy, get it done, we're done, I'm away. Yes. Jade cannot do that. Everything nope. she does looks awkward. She's yep. stopping in the middle of things, not knowing what to do next. Yep. Everything's slow and sluggish and just... And then when you're doing that with an opponent as young as Sky Blue, who is just as inexperienced as you, you really notice... When both of you stare at each other and go, what do we do? It mm. just stands out like a sore fucking thumb. Yeah. And some people may say, she's only been doing this a year. And so that's fair enough. That just means this isn't fair on her either. Yeah. She shouldn't be on fucking TV. Nope. Let uh, alone be in a belt holder. The only reason she has that belt is to keep yes. the world title because she can't get beat. Now, hopefully she'll get the 50 and we'll be done. Next round number, then have her get beat for mm. a long uh, and to wrap us up here, the main event of uh, Battle of the Belts, Orange Cassie defended against uh, Kip Sabian. This uh, was very good. We, this was very different. Mm. This was Angry Cassidy. Yep. Sabian turning the tables, literally doing Cassidy's shtick against him and uh, Orange Cassidy, losing the rag and showing anger and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good. It was really good the way it was done. I really like Kip Saban. Like he's this this whole new character he's got just suits him perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Um, fucking Danhausen gets murdered. It he, he, <laughs> he goes for it though. I'll give him that. He, he didn't sort of just stand there and get murdered. He went for it at least and then got murdered. Um, I butcher and blade. Kept it. There was a, there was a lot of moving parts in this match. Yes, there was butcher and blade. There was Bunny and then there was best friends. <laughs> Uh. <coughs> oh, it was, but that, that's that's what you get from an Orange Cassidy yep. match. Like it's uh, uh, a lot of stuff going on the outside, but it's you know it's all part of the show. I wasn't actually too sure how this one was going to end because I was sort of thinking, you know, are they going to actually break tradition and have a belt change hands at one of these things? But <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. You think they could have like shifted the derby, but when I, oh, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, has has the title ever changed hands at one of these? No, <laughs> nope, never. Title has never changed hands at Battle of the Belts. Yeah. See if a commentator ever brings that up. 
then you know what's going to happen. <laughs> true, true. They have to do it then. Yep. Um, but big dynamite uh, tomorrow uh, when LA that crowd should be pretty hot. Uh, the final are best of seven trios. That's going to be good. I wonder will Kenny have his US belt? I'd assume so. Sometimes they when Moxley had it, he ran around with. Um, we're gonna see. Brian Danielson taking on Konosuke Takeshita, which should be That's fucking amazing. That's uh, going to be epic. And John Moxley, Hangman Page, that's just going to be a straight-up fight. Yep. Jungle Boy and Hook. Ah, uh, Jungle Hook? No, no. Should have a concrete jungle. Yeah, they can't drop the ball in the name of that team, Jungle Hook. Yep. I don't see, what, a, yep. what the fuck's a Jungle Hook? Yep, should have a concrete jungle. Um... I'm going to put you on the spot, though. Who do you think's winning between Mox and Hangman? Hangman? Yeah, I have the same funny feeling it's going to be Hangman. <laughs> I think it's just the... <laughs> getting knocked out cold. Uh, like, it was an accident, whatever. Not a good look in terms of you looking like a, you know, cowboy mm-hmm. tough guy. So I, th- I think he'll he'll get he'll get the win there. Um, It'll be a brawl and a half. And Mox has been talking some shit. He needs to prove himself. Yep. But the, Mox, he's been a bit heelish at times and things, and it's like, oh, Jesus. I'm always, I'd always like to see a, a straight-up heel Moxley. That would be fun. Moxley isn't a face. Moxley isn't a heel. Moxley is just True. Moxley. He's like a bastard, like Pac. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Transcends the heel face, and that's always the best character. But uh, with that, we're going to get the hell out of here. Yep. And we shall see you next week. When Colin completes another Castlevania. Maybe. Or gives up. <laughs> Find out next week. Goodbye. Bye.